Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Counseling on Demand. I am your host, Fred Riley. Uh, welcome to today's podcast. So today, uh, what we're talking about is we're talking about social anxiety, uh, social interactions, and uh, many people uh, that are listening to this podcast, and a lot more than more people than you would imagine, uh, actually um, struggle with with social anxiety. And so we'll talk about uh, what social anxiety is, um, performance anxiety, maybe that type of thing. There's all kinds of different types of anxiety, um, and what kind of drives it. And uh, what you'll find is that uh, many times. Uh, you or, or other people label you as having a social anxiety issue, but but really the um, the event, the place that you have that social anxiety in, it's not really about you at all. It's it's about uh, personality style, and so when when you get into another situation that's more in line with with uh, where you feel productive, where you feel like you have the know how, uh, the social anxiety tends to tends to disappear. So social anxiety for those of you that. Uh, don't experience it. It might feel very. It might feel uh, like uh, social anxiety is kind of a feigning. It's kind of a uh, someone that maybe is attention seeking, or they just need to manage themselves. Or it often looks like you know, oh, like we over identify with them. Like we might say, okay, yeah, I have trouble presenting too. And the individual with social anxiety says that's absolutely not the case. And they, well, they might feel guilty actually because. After all, if my social anxiety is the same as theirs or performance anxiety, then I'm overreacting and something's wrong with me. Um, Anxiety, um, social interactions that create that anxiety are very personal to you. And uh, they're not really really outwardly apparent unless you get into like a full-blown panic attack. And so the idea is, uh, you know, we we first, as we talked about with other forms of anxiety, we have to first recognize that... uh, there's validity, there's purpose, there's backing to that social anxiety. It's not evidence that you're fearful in front of crowds or that you that you are uh, weak or anything like that. It's evidence that uh, something inside your experience and something in part in part of uh, your uh, system, your autonomic system, is is throwing out these uh, these recognitions that hey, there's certain things that uh, make you feel a little bit. Uh, Vulnerable. There are certain things that uh, hit on points like if you don't feel like you're very um, smart in a certain area, then your body is responding. It's not a problem. It's saying, hey, this is an area where uh, scrutiny, people looking at you, the way you talk, the things you say, um, you know, they're, they're, we got to watch out because we don't feel as smart or we don't feel maybe as good about ourselves or what have you. 
But if we view it as as uh, overreactive and, and something that uh, shouldn't be happening, what actually happens is it builds up a lot faster and it starts to spill into other places. Like if I can't do well in this social situation, then that means maybe I can't do well in other social situations. So as we're talking about social interaction, social anxiety, one thing we have to keep in mind too is um, social is different depending on a couple things. One of those is uh, introvert versus extrovert. An introvert is going to feel very social with uh, like two people, and uh, and that's going to be their comfort zone. And uh, and so the the uh, extrovert might feel more comfortable in a bigger group. And so that's uh, where you have to be careful not to judge, right? Because um, an extrovert might feel less comfortable with two people. It's too focused. Okay, so they're going to have some anxiety there. And does somebody have an anxiety disorder when they're presenting in front of a group? Um, no, they're just an introvert. And that's a comfortable setting for them. So if you find yourself um, having social anxiety on a bigger area at a party or different things like that, it's not that you have an issue. It's evidence, maybe, that you're an introvert. It's evidence that you feel more comfortable in one-on-one or more limited settings. You feel like you have more to offer. You feel like there's less uh, less uh, management of relationships and, and conversations and so forth. And so it's not really uh, is it anxiety? It presents that way, but these are symptoms or these are pieces of evidence that say you're an introvert in an extrovert setting or you're an extrovert in an introvert setting. And then the other, the other piece to this is that that setting may not fit into that place where you feel uh, confident and, and uh, especially if something like intellect or humor or what have you is important to you, um, it's going to cause you some anxiety if uh, the situation, um, the group, that type of thing, doesn't quite match where uh, what you might call your forte. And so the first thing on, on your end, if you're experiencing social anxiety, is we have to normalize it as information. And then those of you that uh, uh, observe that somebody is experiencing social anxiety, you know, you're offer, you have to be really careful not to judge because um, you're going to see the same situation from a different angle. And maybe there's a, a place that uh, this person that you see as having this overwhelming social anxiety, uh, if you did, there's a place where they feel comfortable and, and you probably won't. And so this is not a detriment. It's not a deficiency. When we come back, we're going to talk for just a minute more about social anxiety, some things that uh, maybe you can do uh, in terms of perspective and, and ways to work through some of those scenarios. All right, welcome back to Counseling on Demand. I'm your host, Fred Riley. Hey, before we get back into this topic, please uh, just want to remind you that I do a live uh, Instagram uh, every Thursday at 8 o'clock uh, U.S. Mountain Time. That's 8 o'clock in the, in the afternoon, evening, uh, covering a variety of topics. But it's a great time to tune in, ask questions, and, and uh, give feedback for, for topics and so forth. So that's every Thursday at 8 uh, Mountain Time in the United States. So what we're talking about is just some aspects, some components of of uh, social interaction and social anxiety. And the first thing that we're really trying to, uh, that I really want to make clear is that the social anxiety, we're, we're used to a, 
uh, in a society, if we see something that is different, we we have a tendency to label it as a, a syndrome or an, or some type of uh, episode or some type of uh, detriment. And the reality is, is it's just those. That's evidence that uh, there's another element that you'd rather be in that you feel more comfortable in, and the element that you're in at that time is more indicative of maybe an introvert uh, setting or, or like an extrovert setting. And uh, we talked about introverts, but extroverts, that one-on-one, uh, they might have social anxiety, for example, about an interview. Uh, they might feel uncomfortable. They might feel vulnerable. An extrovert might have social anxiety about uh, being the focus of attention one-on-one. They might feel more pressure to say the right things and so forth, and they don't get to bounce and move to somebody else. They have to work within that one person. And so we might label that as some type of social or performance anxiety when really what's going on is they'd rather be more in an extrovert world. So the idea is, again, making sure you understand that that's just information that you're just learning from yourself that, hey, this is a place where I don't feel like I have a good uh, hand of cards, and and that's okay. So what do you do with that? Well, one of the things that you can do if you want to is, and, and that's, well, let's go to that for just a minute. Um, one way to reduce social anxiety is to get rid of uh, these three words, supposed to, ought to, have to. The anxiety, let's go back to the extrovert for a minute. The the extrovert is going to feel that, that social anxiety, that performance anxiety, if you will. If he or she goes to an interview and they're supposed to, ought to, or have to do certain things, that that puts a tremendous amount of pressure on them. So like likewise, you're at a New Year's Eve party or you're with family, Thanksgiving, whatever it might be. And if you're an introvert and you go into that scenario feeling like you're supposed to, ought to, or have to have an interaction with everybody, or you have to like football, or you have to comment on the food or different things, that's where a lot of the social, that's where a lot of the anxiety builds. And so what we do in advance, and uh, just before the break, I talked about, hey, how do we deal with these situations? Well, we're going to talk to the one-on-one, if we're extrovert, we're going to talk to this individual based on something that we want to talk about, something that we value, not because we're supposed to value it, but because it's something that, uh, like, let's say you're getting a bit, you're doing a business interview and uh, you're, you feel like you're supposed to talk about what you saw on the web. You're going to feel and be inauthentic. You're going to be very, very anxious. But if you value, uh, let's say, um, getting to know the person you're interviewing, okay, then your goal can go in and say, okay, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but what I want to do is I want to be able to get to know this person better. You'll be a lot more comfortable, and they'll actually start to look and see that part of you, and that 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 level of comfort is going to comfort them. And so the idea, let's go to the other example of like an introvert, uh, that social anxiety, the way we kind of just uh, extinguish that, if you will, is you might think, okay, rather than what I'm supposed to do at this party or what I have to do at this party, what what is something that I might find interest in? What do I want to do at this party? And I, you know what, I have a pretty fair amount of social anxiety um, once we get into large groups. And one of the things that helps me, honestly, is uh, I really focus on, okay, not what do I have to do? And And you know those social groups like Thanksgiving and so forth, there's these unwritten have-tos, right? There's this uh, 
culture. There's this way you're supposed to kind of fit in. And it's very okay to say, you know what, I'm going to do something that I want to. I want, I'm going to do something that makes sense, and that's going to help you relax quite a bit more. So the idea is um, I'm, not gonna, I don't, I'm not supposed to comment on the food and how good it is. Socially, is that more acceptable? Sure. But if I comment on the food, it's because I value something. I want the person to know that I appreciate the good food. I'm not going to say it because I'm supposed to. So that's one way to bring the anxiety level down is because you're essentially you're being true to yourself. You're making decisions based upon uh, what you want to do and what makes sense to you as opposed to feeling like you're forced to in terms of like conforming or matching the mood of the event or that private interview. So the social, the anxiety, um, we have to view it as not uh, evidence of some type of um, flaw. It's evidence that you're outside your element. Does it always come down to extrovert versus introvert? Not necessarily. It might come down to uh, lack of interest. You know, um, sometimes uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and they love to write and uh, they're experiencing a lot of anxiety about something they're supposed to write and the mom doesn't quite understand. They're, they're, she's saying you love to write. Why are you avoiding that? Why are you so anxious about writing this? And what he said is, well, I'm being asked to um, have a very strong opinion about something that happens to be the ozone that I don't have a strong opinion about. And so what he's saying is I'm the world is telling me I'm supposed to have a strong opinion about something. And, and so how am I going to write? That's that anxiety coming up. And so we talked about how he can, you know, maybe he is indeed supposed to write on this topic, but we talked about what he wants to put into this topic and uh, what he values. And what he ended up saying is, you know, writing is he values that there's opinions about the ozone and so forth and that he's okay to not really um, worry about it. He's not supposed to worry about it because he doesn't quite understand it yet. So what we're talking about is social anxiety, social pressure that you might feel, being aware that you might not uh, feel comfortable because of extrovert, introvert, or being aware that it may not just be, it may just be uh, something you're not very interested in. And so you're going to kind of buffer yourself with saying, okay, when I go to this event, whatever it may be, I'm going to make decisions. I'm going to interact based upon uh, what I value, what I want to do, as opposed to I'm, I have to, I'm supposed to, I ought to. And and that's extremely prevalent in, in the people I work with and in our society. We need to start acting a little bit more uh, true to ourselves and more independent and say, okay, you know, when I'm at Thanksgiving or when I'm at this place, I'm going to choose to talk to this person because I really wonder how they're doing versus I have to talk to this person so I don't look like um, I'm better than them or what have you. So those are just a couple ideas on social anxiety. Uh, everybody has it in some place or another, so keep that in mind. And let's take the label off of it as something that's bad, more of evidence that uh, you're in a uh, you're in a place that doesn't quite fit um, where you have particular interests. I am Fred Riley. Hey, thanks for listening to today's podcast. Uh, please tune into the podcast uh, three times a week. You can find me online at gettingbacktolife.com. That's getting back the number two, life.com.